Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Art Studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. I'm painting while I talk, so there'll be a little bit, bit see already, a little bit of disjointed speaking because my brain <laughs> has trouble doing two things at the same time. Yep, can't talk and chew gum. Listening to an art podcast called The Savvy Painter on iTunes, I would recommend that podcast. Uh, a lady interviews some really interesting people and good point of view, very positive, and I enjoyed it very much. It's all over iTunes. The thing is plastered, and I said to myself, let me give this a try. So, recommend it. Uh, I thought one of the shows I listened to was interesting. A lady was a successful oil, oil painter in galleries, on eBay, and other venues, and she said... Uh, one of the secrets or, you know, things that she says was necessary to be a success is that it took three to four years just to get the whole thing rolling. So she wasn't a success or got to the level that she wanted to be or had a following of people buying her stuff for about four years. Most people who try something new give up really, really quick. They will do about a month or two of it and then go, man, this doesn't work, I'm out. And this includes me. I'm not judging. It's not a judgment thing. This is just a reality thing. It's like saying most people who burn their hand in an oven don't put their hand back in the oven. That's just the way it is. So it might be that most of us, and this includes me, give up too soon there's always going to be pushback and hardship and things that don't go right when you do stuff. That is just inevitable, especially when you're learning something new. Imagine if you were putting in a sidewalk in front of your house. You had to build the forms and you had to pour the concrete and you had to do all this stuff. It would be easy to make a mistake. I have seen professional builders make mistakes. I used to work for a home builder, for those who are curious why I always talk about building buildings, because building buildings is something I'm familiar with and understand. And uh, that process is really a great process to learn, actually, because it teaches you a lot about so many things. Uh, organization, uh, <laughs> getting a loan and paying on that loan and interest and I mean, I could go on for days about what building houses can teach you. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about building an art career or being success at perhaps anything. It's going to be a couple years just to get the ball rolling. So that means if you ever did something and you gave up in a month or two months or three months or in that period of time, you probably did not 
give it enough time to know if you were going to actually be a success at that thing. That is the sad truth of it. That you needed to give it more time. And like I said up front, all of us do this. It's very hard to, you know, have a crystal ball and know when to throw in the towel on something or so on and so forth. Some things we throw on the towel in and we know they're good for us or we know that it's a good thing. We just lose interest. That's okay. And some things, let's say like me, you know, eBay auctions, you know, tried some eBay auctions, had what you would call, I don't know, okay to poor success. Uh, And I say to myself, well, I'm not really the eBay auction guy anymore. That may not be true. I just may not have given it the three to four years it needs to get traction and help me be a success because you need eyeballs on your stuff and you need to build a relationship with customers and all that stuff. So it just takes time. That is, that's the reality of it. It just takes time. I think so many of us, and this includes me again, discount this very obvious thing and we walk around thinking, well, I'm not really, you know, good at fill in the blank because of this and this and this. The real reason we don't become a success or get the things we want is we are not giving ourselves enough time. You know, if you want to learn to play guitar, give yourself 20 years, not one year. And I think that you can play guitar at the end of 20 years. I think one year is just not enough time. Maybe this is a way to look at it. People understand that musical instruments, to master them, take time, sometimes a lifetime for the millions of nuances. So, you know, why would art or a business or other things be anything less? You can have instant success, but it's very, very, very rare. Usually you got to put in a lot of time and a lot of effort on things to get anywhere with them. That's the truth. I was asked a question about art, and I thought I would relate it here. I think the weirdest thing about artists, besides so many weird things, and believe me, I'm the king of weird things, or maybe the queen, depends how you look at it, is uh, artists. Let's say you were a carpenter. I'm going to make my point really simple here. Back to home building and you were going to build something really cool, like a deck. Well, you know what? Turns out there's tools for that. There's hammers, saws, and all that good stuff. And if you have even more equipment, like you have like a a table saw and things like that, you can do it even faster and more efficiently. So there is a professional level of tools with carpentry that everybody acknowledges that, hey, these are the tools. People don't improvise with different kinds of saws or different kinds of screwdrivers or hammers. Pretty much the tools are the tools, and everybody accepts that. Now, in art, not so, because art is so interpretive. You might not even use a paintbrush. You might paint with a toothbrush, or you might use a different kind of brush or, or a pen. Or, In other words, there's so many gazillion ways to make art that it seems to be, it seems to be non-standardized. The big advice and takeaway from this is, 
is you have to master the basics of things in order to then break out and do things different. In other words, learn to paint with a paintbrush really well and then you can move to the toothbrush if you want to. <laughs> that's, that's my advice. And this is, of course, something you've heard from many people in the past. Basics, basic, basics. It's like sports. If you can run fast and you're strong, you'll do good in almost every sport. doesn't matter what that sport is. You're going to do really good in it <laughs> if you run fast and you're strong. So that the basic then of having a strong body and running fast, you can work on that without having any sport skills. It doesn't even matter what the sport is. If you're, if you're quick and strong, you're going to do better than other people who aren't. So when, when it comes to art then, I'm constantly amazed, frustrated, and put at odds with artists who don't use tools uh, the most basic way. Like, let's talk about paper. Many artists don't give a darn about paper. I'm one of them, except if it's a professional job. Then I go out and get professional canvases or stretched canvases or, you know, whatever I need to do a professional job. But I wouldn't hand in an art commission on, like, say, a piece of typing paper or, you know, Xerox paper. But I'm not kidding. I have hired people for commissions over the years, and it comes in on, <laughs> on typing paper. <laughs> they didn't use real paper. They didn't even use a piece of construction paper. <laughs> they used just, you know, whatever you would type up a letter on. So I say to myself, are they unaware of of paper or acid-free paper or thick paper or art paper or what that could mean for their work. And so there's a, oh, so many people swirling around me that, you know, I, I probably piss them off. One guy puts all his stuff on typing paper, all his commissions, all his comic book pages, everything. It's all typing paper. And I said to him, you know, that's cool when you do, the, you know, your quick work and so forth. But, you know, when you do a professional illustration a painting a piece of art don't you want it to last and be beautiful and stand the test of time i mean you should put it on beautiful paper or a canvas and nope it's always on typing paper it's pretty crazy i'm back i had to go wash some paint brushes and do a few things anyway back to talking about materials. I don't know why, <clears throat> maybe just bad luck, that I meet people who argue about materials. Uh, just like the guy who uses the lousy paper. Turns out, with good paper and all kinds of different papers, you can get all kinds of different results. That's right, a piece of smooth Bristol or a piece of uh, watercolor paper or a piece of canvas will yield a completely different result than something that isn't like that, you know, than a piece of typing paper. Try to type an oil, you know, try to do an oil painting on a piece of typing paper. Now, again, I'm being facetious here. I don't mean to be because I'm not trying to put people down because, listen, cost is the real thing here. When I teach students art, and I used to teach art, I don't teach anymore, the first class was materials. It was always the first one, so they could understand what it meant. I can't tell you how big a difference good materials make for an artist or a craftsman. It really does make a huge difference. Now, 
those of you who use good paper are all nodding your head right now going, "Uh uh-huh, yep, mm mm-hmm, he's completely right. And those of you who don't use good paper are sitting there going, who gives a crap, Dan, about paper or materials or tools or any of that stuff? It's, It's the person using it. You give, you know, Leonardo da Vinci a number two pencil and he'll come back with something good. Leonardo was a master of his tools, pen and ink, brush, preserving canvases, setting up canvases to be painted on, so on and so forth. You know, most people don't prepare a canvas correctly and don't preserve a, a, a canvas correctly after they're done painting. They don't know anything about it. It's a matter of training and interest, so on and so forth. So just because you don't care about something doesn't mean it's not important or have value. <laughs> let, me, let me say that because there seems to be some sort of a misconception that if people don't give a darn about it in their own personal life, it's meaningless. No, that's, that's not true. It may be meaningless for them, <laughs> but it's not meaningless. So you can't argue with people into making them use good tools. However, when you get them young, like I had with my students, and you teach them about good tools... They're forever hooked on them and use them. And they're not a crutch, by the way. A good paintbrush is not a crutch uh, for people who are so genius they can use crappy paintbrushes. That's not the point. A good paintbrush can pull a completely different line than a bad paintbrush. That's the fact. Good pencils work better than crappy pencils. That's a fact. Uh, An ergonomic chair, (laughs) you know, and and work surface area. So your back and your shoulders don't get tortured. You're all hunched over like a hunchback, you know, working over a kitchen table. All these different things add up to making you a better artist, these different tools, including the chair that you sit your butt in every day. That's a tool. If, If you're, you know, your butt's going to sleep every 10 minutes in the chair or your hips hurt or your back hurts. That, that work environment's not going to work for you. So the tools that you use as an artist are super important. And I mean every single tool. From the mailer you send out to your clients and your prospective clients, you know, to, you know, the, the way, the, the scanner, you know, everything you use is, is a fingerprint of how you do art. You know, what if you were a great artist, but you didn't know how to scan, so you could never scan your work and get it into the computer? What if you were a great artist, but didn't even know how to turn on a computer? I have someone around me right now just wrote me a letter in that position. How do I help a person who doesn't have a computer? You know, they can't get a PayPal account, that can't accept money over the internet, you know? It's like not having a bank account. If you don't have the very basics, what the heck can we do? How can I help? Because I want to help people. So, you know, giving them the advice of, hey, just become computer, you know, savvy, that doesn't do a dang thing for them, right? They they just look at you and go, well, thanks, Ajax. I already knew that. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. Tools. (laughs) It's really important. the The tools that you choose. And I think I've made that point pretty simple here, but... I think the lesson, another lesson you should take away from this is you should constantly be trying out new tools, new techniques. And because it takes years and years to get good at most things, 
the new techniques and the new tools will often be frustrating. That's another thing about new stuff. It's frustrating if you don't know how to use it. But as a craftsman, as a crafts lady, as a crafts artist, it behooves you to have a lot of tools to use and a lot of techniques and, and different ways to create art. It's not only super fun, it lends itself to making you a better, better artist. Let's say you're only interested in black and white pen and ink work. That's all you want to do. And you're not even interested in doing things in color. Well, my advice is do things in color anyway and do a lot of them. Because you may not like color, but you will learn to love it, believe me. And you may think to yourself, well, color's not really my thing, not interested, not going to be part of my repertoire, you know, as an artist or whatever. That may be so, but my bet is if you do color work and you do it consistently over a period of time, you will learn to love working in color and you, your pen and ink work, the other work that you really want to do, quote unquote, that will become better because you learn to use color. That's right. Let me repeat that so it makes sense. Your black and white work will become better because you learned to work in color. And the opposite is true too. If you become a master of tone and, and black and white, it's really going to lend itself to you becoming better at doing color. Your underpaintings will be better. Your sense of form, perspective, all that stuff. So, tools then. I'm not saying that a Cintiq makes you a better artist. It doesn't. It doesn't help you draw. But a good tool, you know, using a really crappy tablet that's fighting you the whole time, is a pain in the ass because you're fighting the software and the computer as opposed to focusing on what you should be focusing on, which is drawing. So a plug-and-play tool has a lot more use to someone than one where you have to struggle and load drivers for weeks and call the company and ask them for advice <laughs> how to get the thing working. <laughs> you know, and they go, oh, there must be a conflict with your Epson printer driver and our, our driver. That's probably the problem. So what are you supposed to do? Uninstall every single program? You know how this goes. However, there's no question that having the right tool or a good tool can lend itself to a much better workflow environment and a much better product overall in your art. It's hard to change. I know. It's hard to do new things. I know. It's a pain in the butt. I know. But I think it's really necessary. And so many artists sort of pick up a set of tools when they're young or when they're learning or when they're doing stuff. And from that point forward, they're like, that's it. These are my set of tools. I don't do anything else. You know, it's like people who work in pencil. I have one of those guys around me. Oh my gosh, he'd be a genius painter. I mean, genius. And he's like, no, no painting for me. Just, I'm just a, you know, a pencil guy, you know, can't ink, but he could learn to ink instantly because his hand is so steady and his lines are so beautiful, but resists learning to ink or paint or anything. So that's it. He is stuck right there where he's going to be stuck forever because he refuses to change and grow. It's a, it's a constant theme here on the art studio, but 
I really think that you should be open to learning not every damn tool, of course, but but tools, lots of different ways to create art, make art, do things. You never know what you may find that's incredible. Illustrator is a program by Adobe. It's kind of problematic to use, especially when you're first using it, because it's not intuitive. But the truth is, once you learn to use that program, once you learn to use Illustrator, and once you learn to shade with gradients in Illustrator and to create art inside Illustrator, you can make art that has a look unlike any other art will look. It, it can be hyper smooth and look like it came out of an animation, animation studio. And the gradients and the way you can do things in Illustrator can create 3D-like effects. It's quite a beautiful and elegant program once you learn to use it and you can make beautiful and elegant art inside it. Now, of course, the program doesn't make the artist, doesn't create the imagination or the skill or all the things it took to create that art, but it gives an artist a completely different tool. So if I draw a portrait in Manga Studio, it's going to look a certain way. If I draw a portrait in Illustrator, it's going to look different. It's going to look smoother. Well, that's because I'm using the tools in Illustrator to smooth, and I'm trying to use each tool to the greatest benefit uh, I can. Inside Manga Studio, you can make all these cool brushes and do all this cool stuff that you cannot do in Illustrator. So in that program, my work has a more lush, realistic uh, look. Over in Illustrator, it looks like it got churned out of you know a Hanna-Barbera studio. The lines are crisp and equidistant and all this other stuff. There's, you know, line weight only changes if I change the line myself, not through pressure. The work looks totally different depending on the tool. You may get a client who calls you up like I did not long ago and says, hey, I need this hyper smooth animation style. And I notice you do like a scratchy sort of realistic, you know, Claus Jansen thing. Uh, can you do hyper smooth? And I go, yes, I can do hyper smooth illustration style. So he hired me and I used a program to draw in. I used Flash to draw hyper smooth work. In there you can set it just like Illustrator to a smoothing level and you can make incredibly smooth, smooth lines effortlessly. So having that tool at my disposal made the job really easy and effortless and the client absolutely loved the work. So it would have been a lot harder though to do that by hand, I can tell you that, because drawing that smoothly, you know, like a machine made the things, is, is not something I do naturally. Uh, it would probably take me like double time to sit there and, you know, try to ink something like that because, you know, but having something that can smooth and correct your line instantly, like a piece of software like Illustrator or Flash, drawing and something like that, completely changes the look of the finished work. And it's still the same person drawing, same level of skill, same everything. Feel free, and I encourage you, to branch out and use all kinds of different tools. 
all kinds of different paper mediums, different paints. One, you know, th- that's another thing we should talk about. We could talk about for days. How about paints? You can have one company making red oil paint and another company making red oil paint, but the paints, when you use them, are completely different. How can that be? How can one paint be satiny smooth and one paint be gritty, (laughs) sort of? You know, I mean, inside of paint then, you know, there's different kinds of paint. Uh one nightmare I had once was I lacquered a painting and the whole thing turned yellow. I had another one I lacquered and the whole thing turned green. There can be chemical interactions between the different chemicals you use, between the paint and the lacquers and finishing stuff that completely uh, change or screw up your painting. So all these different tools, substances, chemicals, you have to know how to use and control them to get the result that you want. And that's what I'm talking about here ultimately is control. Using the right tool for the right job, the right paper, the right paintbrush, the right kind of pencils, the right kind of things makes a huge difference in your work. And most people get stuck in a rut. It's like buying one record and just playing that record forever. Oh, I don't need any more music. I'm just playing this one record. Well, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of records that you would enjoy and love listening to. And that's how it is with art techniques. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them that you would enjoy and have a good time with if you open the door of your mind and let you learn them. So let me encourage you then to learn them. Go out and try new things. Take a pottery class. Take sculpting. Uh, You won't believe all the cool things you can do with ceramic pottery when you paint it and you glaze it and then you put it in a kiln and cook it. The colors come out dynamic and vibrant and wild so there's glazing in you know like ceramics the whole world of that that color uh thing is is fascinating so many cool things you can do painting ceramics you wouldn't believe it and the different kinds of paint you can use on ceramics again knowing your tools for a different kind of result that you want i've been laboring it not trying to beat it into you even though i did and i apologize But I really feel strongly about this one like I do about most things. I guess that's because I always meet the people who are the opposite of what I'm I'm always thinking or believing is true. I meet people who I'm like, hey, man, you know, you would be spectacular doing X, Y, Z. And they go, oh, no, no, I, I can't do any of that. I get so many people who tell me about what they can't do. I I guess they could say I don't have any interest in that. I have no interest in learning to draw with ink or color. I have no interest in color. But it's just hard to believe. As a passionate artist, as a passionate person, they have no interest in color. It's like talking to a musician and going, hey, you know, you play the blues. Have you ever tried to play, you know, this, you know, or something else? Like, no, no, I have no interest in any of that. I do know a musician around me. He's a, a luthier. He creates instruments by hand by hand and he always buys old weird instruments you know flugelhorns trombones and stuff and he refurbishes them even though he has no idea how to he teaches himself because he's always interested in learning new things and experiencing new things and he plays like all these different instruments it's amazing and I, i saw him not long ago and he was putting together a cello 
and he goes, you know, I've never played the cello before, but I've been teaching myself to play the cello because I've been rebuilding several of them. And so he goes into the room and whips out this completed cello that he had built and plays it for me. He was doing the music from West Side Story, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. I said, so you built that cello and you taught yourself how to play cello? He's like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that hard. Unbelievable. So having the skill of making things with his hands in wood lent himself to making that thing. And he's working on violins. He's working on electric guitars, all kinds of things. He basically builds, refurbishes, fixes anything to do with musical instruments. And I find it absolutely fascinating. And his tools, he's all about the tools. (coughs) He uses a certain significant exacting set of tools and he apprenticed in this thing for like 20 years 20 years he apprenticed and now just this year he's 60 years old no he's 60 yeah he's 61 he's opening up his own luthier shop so he had to practice for almost a lifetime before he even decided to go into business imagine that scenario Well, I hope all of you are having a fantastic day in your art studios. I hope the art is coming out well. Hope you got a couple cool projects in the fire. If not, conjure some up. That's what your wonderful creative mind is for. Use it and uh, make yourself something cool to do. I am painting, working hard, illustrating. I'm just wrapping up my last book that I've been drawing through August and September. And that thing clocks in at 64 pages. Holy smokes, but some of my uh, most beautiful artwork, uh, doing a Star Trek parody in here, doing a lot of beautiful women in fashion, and uh, some really cool illustrations have gone into this book, hundreds and hundreds of them, and uh, it was a lot of fun to create this book. Uh, The settings on my tablet have been flip-flopping and changing. And depending on what the settings are on my tablet depends how my stroke goes from my digital pen. And uh, it's been, it's like a weird process because it's screwing with my brain because my tool keeps changing its parameters. And uh, something to do with the drivers inside of my computer. It's a pain in the butt. I bought myself a Macintosh. I build, uh, with the help of my brother, Windows systems, computers, And I have very, very powerful, very large computers with all kinds of redundant backups and stuff on them. And I used to have Macs for years and years and years. I was nothing but a Mac guy, Mac artist, a Mac production person. Everything I did was Mac. And I bought myself uh, a used Macintosh so I could have some of the programs that only run on Macintoshes. Uh, They're all art programs that I want. So I picked myself up a used Macintosh, and that's really cool, and I'm excited about that. So that's something new for me in the art studio. I have a new tool. This coming months and next next year, I have a plan uh, to make a new line of art. And that line of art is going to be like art posters and some cool stuff. And listen, I have no dreams about them selling, but I can tell you this. They're going to be really, really cool. I have some really cool ideas for art and I need some new tools. I need these specific tools only available on the Macintosh in order to do it. 
Just a little thing, just little nuances and little things, but I need those little nuances, those little things. My art's been going great. My painting's been going great. My illustrating's going well. The vacation was good for me. Uh, I've come back with renewed energy and uh, passion, as I always have. (laughs) I leap up first thing in the morning and just start drawing and painting. That's, That's the secret to my success. First thing, shake uh, the, you know my hair, put on my glasses, sit down, and begin work. And I don't get up again till I get hungry or thirsty. That's, that's how I roll over here in the art studio. <laughs> well, guys, girls, have a fantastic day. Uh, we're in now the fall of 2015, and uh, it's a fabulous, fabulous life. No complaints. I hope all of you guys are having a great time. And I'll be back here in the art studio before you know it. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.